0: fucking wild crazy bitches um but yo it's it's wild right we've been in covid for almost two years can you believe that shit still dead as doorknobs huh all right all right we'll we'll still rock with it but yeah man it's crazy like covid has become covid is kind of like that side chick now that's still hanging around and wants to become the main girl It's kind of wild, it's kind of wild. And then he's like, I thought we were just hanging out for a couple weeks. Now this bitch always has me in the house. Fucking crazy. (laughs) Cannot get rid of her, man. Cannot get rid of her, I have a minute left. And then questions start to pop up like, do you see this relationship going anywhere? Huh? Or, can I meet your parents? What? You must be out of your fucking mind. And I'm Wally Hippolito, y'all. That's my time, thank you very much.
1: Wally Hippolyto, oh yeah. Um, So just so you know, in San Francisco, since the beginning of the pandemic, there have only been 645 deaths, just so everybody knows, just saying. Uh, Just so you also know, the opiate overdoses are three times that in the same amount of time. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? I'm just, it's, you know what, sometimes it takes time plus tragedy to make comedy uh, your next comedian, I'm super excited to bring her up and I'm excited that she's here and thank you guys all for staying. We have a couple comedians left and after that, run on over to Aciento and get a drink because there's a comedy show happening and it's really fun right now. Uh, put your hands together, everybody,
2: for Kavita Singh. Yay! Hey, everyone. Um, I had a long week. I had a long week at work and I hate talking about work, but I'm just gonna do it like a little bit today. Um, I think like one of the hardest parts about work is the work, but also just like the small talk that you always have to deal with. Like I hate small talk and pleasantries. Like, you know, like, uh, like, where are you located? Like they're always asking me like on Zoom, like where are you located? Or like, what's the weather like? And I think one of the things that I do is like, you know, because you can't just be like, who cares, right? So one of the things I try to do is like improv a little bit, like just like practice improv. Like my, my manager will be like, hey, what's the weather like over there? And I'm like, not good. Not good. Tsunami came up the coast, took out the entire family. Yeah. One second I was cooking rice. you Then I was, the next I was using my mom's body as a raft. You know, sometimes the dog, the dog survived, though. Sometimes he looks at me like I took his owner away from him. But then I try to remember that even though I wasn't there for him, I could be the friend that he needs me to be. And then my manager is just like, wow, you wasted so much time. And I'm like, no, Keegan, it's yes and. (laughs) That took too long. All right, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, I've just been like... I've been really anxious lately um, just because like I moved here um, a few weeks back and, you know, like adjusting to a new place is challenging and I've been worrying about like whether or not like I'm becoming an emotional vampire to my friends, right? Like I'm kind of like always dumping my problems on them or, you know, like when they talk to me, I'm like more distracted than usual and it's because I'm an anxious person. But I try try to reassure myself that like they still keep me around, you know, like. I do help them not make shitty decisions. And, like, I do help them, like, I don't know, with, with life advice. So I would like to think of myself as Courage the Cowardly Dog. You know, like, even though he is terrified all the time, he still manages to save the people he loves without them ever knowing. No. No. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Um... So I moved here to the uh, to the uh, to the West Coast three weeks ago. Um, I came uh, for my boyfriend. He was living on the West Coast. I was on the East Coast. Um, what did it for me was when he mentioned an open relationship. I was like, No way! There's no way I'm giving you an opportunity to find someone to replace me um, because I feel like there are very few times in which partners telling each other, "I feel like we should see other people," um, actually results in more commitment. You know, like my boyfriend like calls me three weeks down the line is like, hey, babe, I fucked this baddie. I miss you like that's not that's not going to happen. Um, This guy, it, you know, he, he's he's actually like a really good guy. And I feel like given the string of shitty men that I've dated, he's kind of like a unicorn, which is unfortunate because like, I've grown up with such like model relationships, right? Like my bickering parents, like teenage dramas, right? Like Gossip Girl and 90210 and To Catch a Predator. But like, yeah, like I feel like, those teenage like dramas like shaped my like perception of like what a healthy relationship is and there and it's it's that shit's toxic right like there's always like one bad guy he's like the sexy bad boy with a dark secret and like who needs therapy and then like the smart and caring girl who like is ready to ruin her life. You know, and the script always goes the same. It's, it's always like the guy's like, I can't be with you because I'm a bad guy, Elena. I'm a bad guy who does bad things. And then the girl's just like, well, maybe you could try being better. And then the guy's just like, no, you see, the writers aren't creative enough. This is the only compelling plot line that can last us eight seasons. All right, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you. <clears throat> Coffee to everyone to
1: sing captivating we got three comics left put your hands together for your next one everybody Rahul Swami, yay
3: what's
1: up you guys
4: just want all five people on the radio right now to know that this is a audience full of a thousand people yeah there we go so I should retire right now. That's the loudest I can probably be getting. Um, yeah, it's good to be in the city. I'm uh, traveling from New York City, and uh, these days I'm like timing myself on how quickly into a conversation I mention that I'm from New York City. It's usually after I do something really bad, you know, but like cut someone on traffic. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm just from New York. Like this is just how we do things. Um, yeah, but you know, I don't really miss the city that much. You know, I was walking around San Francisco. You know what I'm talking about, Kavita. Yeah. yeah, so I was like walking around San Francisco and uh, it smells like shit as well. Everything smells right. like shit, just like New York. It's very much at home. But like the shit here is way better quality though. Mm-hmm. Like the fiber quality, that the fiber content you guys are being taking, it's still up there. All the kombucha is going to help somewhere, right? All right, that's the new to the city bit. <laughs> so, uh, I was walking in the street and this girl approaches me. And okay, firstly, it's made up already. Like, <laughs> girls are not approaching me like that. Uh, all right, I'm gonna switch it up. So, I was doing yoga, right, and this yoga teacher approaches me. L- slightly more believable, yeah. For a man of my looks, yeah. And uh, this yoga, t- she's like, she's she's white female, right? Just background. And she's like, "Uh, you got to stop misappropriating white culture with your man bun. Like, damn. Tabitha, please. Love that one. Like, wait till you hear about my belly button and my kombucha addiction. Like, I just want people in the radio to know the audience are, like, smiling very much. (laughs) Like, a lot of smiles. Like, very, very charming. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I'm like. Uh, yeah, I mean, can I have my namaste back? It's it's uh, namaste, not namaste. I feel like a lot of people think namaste means something deep, like my let my soul touch your soul, namaste. Well, let me tell you, all right. I feel like this is my stay, all right. I'm here to clarify. Namaste means hello. That is it. There's nothing more to it. But you know. Don't want to. After Savasana, you never know what you need. That's a very it's a niche yoga jokes that some people get. So yeah, I'm like uh, furnishing my new place. And I'm kind of broke, so I went to the one place you go. Yeah, exactly. Craigslist. You got me, Kavita. Um, so yeah, there's a listing for a nightstand that I'm really excited about. All right, to be fair, it says one nightstand. Um, yeah, it doesn't have much description and I'm going to pick it up later tonight. So let's see how that goes. Um, all right, so I got less than a minute. I'll do that one. So I've been, um, I've been addicted to Instagram, right? So it's like a lot of you guys, I'm sure. So, but I recently deleted Instagram two weeks ago and I'm detoxing and I'm thinking about it, you know, like being addicted to Instagram is just like being addicted to cocaine. I'm talking about, like, back then, I would do anything for a good gram. All right. Thank you, guys.
1: Keep your hands clapping, everybody. Bowls, swami. Yay! Yay. yay! We've got two comics left, and then I'm going to pack up, and we're going to go up to Asiento and watch the rest of that show, which is like, I keep hearing them. I keep hearing them clap, and I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm on the corner. I'm sorry, it's exciting, because I hear them clapping. And I'm a half a block away so it but you guys are here and you're important and you're gonna listen to each other and It's gonna be amazing and put your hands. Oh your next comedian. He brought me magic cards You know here's the thing like comedians are usually soulless monsters, but not this one like he is so kind He like brought a sweet gift for me, and it's it's not even like he's hitting on me. He has a girlfriend. He's just a kind considerate comedian And also very funny. Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky.
5: That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Fuck the Dodgers. Uh, I got to say, my least favorite Dodger, the artful Dodger. He took Oliver Twist, led him into a life of crime. Some bullshit. Um, I don't give a fuck about the Giants-Dodgers thing, though. Uh, I'm an A's fan. Literary jokes. I'm an A's fan. Um, just real quick, just want to say like R.I.P. Ray Fossey, longtime broadcaster of the Oakland A's, just died. He is my, it was my favorite broadcaster because of his post-game interviews. A lot of people, when they interview other people, will ask them questions and then expect an answer in return. Uh, he would not he would give you the answer as part of his question. He'd be like, all right I'm here with Eric Chavez now Eric bottom of the ninth base is loaded two outs down by one two strikes You've seen two fastballs in a row. You know the curveballs coming. How ready were you for that curveball? You'd be like uh, Very ready for it Like every every question he asked was like he was giving a monologue and then learned he was playing jeopardy He'd be like God that looks so exciting Uh, Actually, we're going to need that in the form of a question. Uh, How excited were you? All right. Uh, I, like Pam said, because she knows my life, oh my god, Uh, I am dating a lady. I have an Asian girlfriend, and we're going to be moving in together soon. So we're going to be having an Asian Jewish household, which means that you have to take your shoes off when you come in. But you can complain about as much as you want. I should probably remember the rest of these, huh? Uh, <laughs> right? Oh, here we go. Um, to do, yeah, so I'm trying to learn. Like, she speaks Cantonese. Uh, I'm trying to learn it. She doesn't think I can. I think I can with ease, all right? Uh, uh, she's taught me how to say, like, hello, goodbye, how are you. I've forgotten all of them. The one that I have remembered is Si Fut Long which means butthole. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. It's so much fun to say, like, c-foot long, c-foot long, five, $5, dollar, $5 dollar c-foot long, any, any, any. It's the best. Foreign swear words are so much fun, because you can say them to people to their face with no consequences, because either they don't know what you're saying. And They don't give a fuck or they do know what you're saying and they're a little offended, but they think you're bilingual which is a great ego boost Uh, The only issue is that whenever she teaches me a phrase I get like really excited about the phrase I say it all the time and then I remember the phrase but I forget the meaning and then every time her parents come by They're like I'm not gonna do accents cuz them Uh, They're like Joshua uh, what did our our lovely baby girl teach you this time? I'm gonna be like, uh, Ling Loi, see for that long. Uh, I, just scratch that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I hope they'll be offended by that. I think that means like, pretty girl butthole. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's do this next one quick. Uh. uh <laughs> A buddy of mine uh, asked me, like, "Hey, uh, we should go out. Uh, like, we we I haven't seen you in forever." I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's do that." And he comes, he asked me all these really nice questions, like, "Josh, how are you doing? Uh, are are you are you healthy? Like, everything's good. You have a great job." And I'm like, "Yeah, everything's great. Everything's going so well." It's like, "Oh, I don't know if you knew this, but I just started selling life insurance." And I'm like, "You were just you just want to make sure I wasn't going to kill myself anytime soon. Like, you're just trying to sell me shit." I do not want good life insurance, okay? I feel like the better the life insurance you get, the more likely the last words you hear are, the last words you say are, what are you doing with that pillow? All right, that's uh, that's it, thanks y'all. Josh Kotsky!
1: His rap album is gonna be coming out and it's called Pretty Girl Butthole. Uh, it, I almost, like, I know that sometimes when I laugh, I pee just a little, but the pretty girl butthole thing, like, I literally am holding my pee together. I'm an old woman. We have one last comedian, and I'm super excited to bring her up, and I'm excited every time she's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for
6: the Neighborhood Witch! Pam, we're gonna have to get this shit together. I want that black shit when I'm up here. Fine, I'll take it. Just this once, I want City Girls and Megan the goddamn stallion next time I'm up in here. Okay? I, there are Pam, Miss Pam. Anywho, I'm just going to try out a couple of jokes. Okay, Sam. Well, I have a question for you ladies. Have you ever found out that the guy you've been flirting with, like, it's only two girls in here, um, like, got bitches, like, you're not the only bitch they fuck with? Y'all ain't hearing me. For instance, my homie pulled out his phone, right? Mind you, we're just friends, but I'd fuck, period. Um, So I'm a nosy motherfucker, and one day I looked over at his phone, and it unlocked, and I saw my name, and all it said was Janae Comedy. And I was like, ain't that about a bitch? Like, that's not fair. So he started, he was like, "What? Well, what's wrong? Like, what's the problem? I said, ain't nothing wrong, I just... Had you in my phone under Larry, I want to take that Dick Dorsey. <laughs> I I guess our feelings were a little uh, how'd you say, um, unalike? Cause you really don't know what page you on with a man until you see what your contact is in his phone. A lot of you bitches texting a dude right now got a pink heart, a tongue, and a ring emoji by his name with a picture. Um, fuck around and call him one day and and you're right there and you'll see how much you mean to his ass. I called a dude once when we were in a car. I'm sneaking and shit, right? So he won't see. And that shit popped up as Auntie Sharnetta. Right! He didn't even look at me. He kept driving and was like, I wonder what she want. I could, I could not believe that shit. Like you punk motherfucker, but it's good though, because his brother was in the backseat and when I called him, it said Pastor Boyd. And in other words, he loves missionary, baby. I know that's right, Ty. So another one I want to try out. I literally just wrote these all it's in here. So I said, um, am I the only woman that hates sports? Because I do. I think they're pointless. And I feel like if motherfuckers want to pass around a pig all day, just put me in a room and handle y'all business. Um, because I was trying, I just know one thing. Like, if y'all trying to make it to the one-yard line, like, I'm your girl, period. So the real issue is who is gonna make it to the touchdown? Oh, I bet you're not, but it's good. We can have one mother, I was like, we can have one person, eat them out of and whoever does the worst, if that's a technical, baby. It's a technical on the play. If a motherfucker tries to interfere with the next man's play, I'm throwing a flag at that nigga. And if I'm doing that bad down there, get one of the motherfuckers running backs to get out of here, period. So I just wanted to try out those new chucks. I'm gonna get them together. Yay, for the neighborhood witch, everyone. Love you. That was
1: amazing. So thank you all for being here at our open mic tonight. I'm excited that we're getting out of here early because the show at Oceanta was happening. I'm going to go over there and watch the rest of it, and I'm really excited to do so. So I'm going to pee, but thank you so much for being here. And your new haircut thing is happening. It looks great. The whole situation is lovely. Uh, and join us. We'll be back next week. And everything will be normal again. The festival is going until tomorrow. There's so much going on. There's tonight. We still have two more shows, or one more show uh, at OMG tonight at 8. And then tomorrow, stuff all day. I get to open up the noise pop block party at noon on their main stage in 19th Street. And then we have shows at Atlas at 2 and 3.30, Milk Bar 4 and 6, and OMG at 8 o'clock. So join us tomorrow. Thanks all for being here. Yay, bye.
5: king butter, try to gank my style, and I hit you to the heater, at the speed of bop, through
0: rock, hi, hello, awake from thy sleep, this is Mutiny Radio,
7: where to find me, whenever you need me, if you know back- But don't
1: in the mix all right it's six o'clock uh it's time for the mutiny radio joke workshop we're gonna hold for a little bit just listen to some music till we get some more comics in um people are just late or whatever it's uh fine hey we'll just listen to some music and then wait for some people hi because the list is super short tonight there's like everybody canceled there's only like 10 people on the list so time doesn't really matter unless you guys all have places to go Okay we're just listening to music for a few minutes and we'll wait for a few more comics and then
6: right. state, to state travel unravel the bra how it tap Scott and Sutter I remember way back in the days playing hot piece of butter brother if you want to love the lesson book session. Get back, blacksmith the Western Press your luck, you get stuck by both, for your bucks. Master Ace has the taste for ducks and duck sauce. So tell Lord Digger, dig a grave for the bones. Sticks and
5: stones, while I kick some ancient homes through your domes. Act went back to attack your homes. So Tim, can I flip? Yes, you can. I'm in the world war with Muhammad, my, my man so good to be a uh Dodger. Uh-huh. What's happening to rerunning Roger? I think I seen him wearing Timberlands and running down the
4: block from Dwayne. And Dwayne had a because he be selling rock for the Porsche Ramolli. And Ruben kincaid drops a 300E, and he be pimping Tizzy from Three's Company. Plus he stuck Mr. T for all his jewelry. This is the '70s thing from the days when
8: kids didn't act so. Cool.
1: I'm sad that Lauren Kraut isn't here tonight because I saw the outline of a person walking toward me and I said oh yeah that's my rock Lauren Kraut and it was just a 14 year old boy (laughs) with a with a with a Lauren Kraut haircut so I think Lauren Kraut looks like a 14 year old boy or that 14 year old boy looks like a 67 year old lesbian I don't know anorexic lesbian she says it about herself it's okay I'm not making fun of Lauren but I do miss that she's not here Um, she's really cool okay they're all here uh, least the first one. We have so much time tonight. If y'all want to give each other comments, feel free. But I feel like my perspective is moot, so I'm not gonna say anything. And we can just can we can just do time, and we'll just do four minutes. But if you're not boring me, I'll let you go longer. But if well, but if I'm bored, but honestly, tonight I'm just like tonight is not. This is the this. No, no, don't, don't ever have any pressure. Clearly, there is no pressure at Mutiny Radio. Everybody, we all know that. That's a hundred percent true. Don't worry, there's no pressure here. Um, all right, and I'm just, I'm, and I'm not. I don't mean to be in a bad mood, but you really can't understand the stress that I'm under right now about this grant that I find out in 15 days. Because I either I find out on the 20th, and I either go yay and I fix everything, or or I have 10 days to dismantle this place, and it's done by December 31st. So, if any, no, for realties. So, if there's any art that you guys particularly like, like, I'm gonna be selling everything for cash, like, after the 20th, like, every. If you want soundboards, like, no. But seriously, the grant that we every the grant people know. Me saying anything doesn't matter. My, it's a Schrodinger's cat, which makes me angry because why does it have to be a dead cat in a box? Why can't it be like Schrodinger's lottery ticket? So it doesn't matter, it's a winner or a loser right now, we just don't know yet. And then when we find out, we find out. So if on the 20th, I don't get it, there's a lot of stuff in this place and if anybody wants any of it, microphones, I'm getting rid of everything. All of these CDs, I'm not, this is all, everything you see here will not be here 10 days later. So, and I have no idea how to get rid of it. So if any of you want shit, let me know. Even right now, if there's any weird art that you're like, hey, can I have this? go ahead. Any of the pictures by Nikos, any of the black and white photography, if any of you like any of those, just take them off the wall and I'll... I have so much other art. I have so much shit to get rid of. All right. I'll try to laugh at your jokes or whatever. Your first comic. (laughs) So, So it's being... So is being in a pissed off mood actually make me funny? Is that the key? If I just act like a cunt to everybody, like I really feel on the inside, then I'll actually be funny. Yay, fuck being nice, I'm gonna be a bitch for the next 15 days. And everyone will be like, oh, Pam's actually funny now because she's cunty and an asshole like the rest of us. Put your hands together. No, it's okay, just nobody ever be supportive of each other because it doesn't get you anywhere. Being supportive, here's my advice to all the new comics, being supportive will never get you anywhere. Only think about yourself. Only, be nice to everybody, but don't actually be friends with anybody because they're not actually being friends with you. So, and they will talk shit about you later. The more no, the more they know about you, the more n- n- damage they can do to you. Uh, and then they'll be like, "Why does she drink so much?" And it's like, "Cause I ah! Your first comedian. Clap your hands together for Newman. Shake.
9: Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I just want to preface this by saying i love everybody here i do i think i think we're all friends yeah i'm so i don't know i do need i I need friends mostly for money that's what i do yeah i that's kind of what i do like i don't like if you're poor i'm not gonna be friends with you that's people are like i want friends who are supportive and nice and i'm like your credit score is what matters. like i'm on bumblebee bff right now and if you don't look wealthy no all right I'm, I'm gonna do some actual jokes now um okay. thank you um yeah i'm indian but i feel like i feel like indian people there aren't seen as like traditionally attractive which i think is like really unfair because um i was talking to like one of my gay friends recently and he was like i really like hairy men and i was like you'll love my uncles like all of them you know like that's okay um i don't think i could be a really good parent Cause um I, I would want my kid to do Molly like at sixteen you know like I really would cause I don't know like I would rather raise a kid that's like really fucking cool than a kid who's a nerd you know like that's okay also did you guys watch a Johnny Bravo as a kid that's a fucking weird show right to be watching like as like as a show about a guy who wakes up every day and is like how am I gonna harass women and then he does that for like fifteen minutes. That's cr- they made, that show went on for, like, five, six years and nobody complained. I think that's why, like, there's so... Like, I don't know if Brock Turner watched Johnny Bravo as a kid. But if he did, it would explain a whole lot. Do you guys know who Brock Turner is? He's the Stanford rapist? Yeah, yeah, he grew up, like, 20 minutes from where I live, that's how. He's a local pariah. Yeah, um... People say Gen Z is really unpatriotic, which uh, I don't think is true. Cause I feel like we're the only generation that's never gonna forget 9/11, mostly cause we never remembered it. But you know, okay, that's just a joke about time and age. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I um. My girlfriend broke up with me recently. Said uh, she said she had commitment issues which i personally did not believe because she's watched like every episode of svu law and order and i'm like how are you gonna watch like 900 episodes of people being like sexually assaulted but then like i'm too much you know like that's that's hurtful okay i not know i i think i don't think i'm a great partner if i'm being honest with you like i drool a lot in my sleep and i was uh, i was sleeping with this girl and uh, she got mad at me for drooling which I didn't think it was fair because she spit in my mouth like 20 minutes ago and yeah she also had garlic so I was like that's not tasty okay yeah I don't know I what else do I want to talk about um I feel like the apple screen time feature that's a weird feature on your phone it's a feature that makes you feel bad about using your product too much like no other company can get away with that. Like McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you eat McDonald's more than, if you eat, if you eat here more than three times a week, we're gonna call you a fat fuck. You know, like it's not. Okay, I fucked that up. That's fine. We're working on it. Yeah, I think I think that's all I got for today. Thank you guys.
3: Keep breaking your woman's
9: Newman shake taking the
1: bullet. Anybody want to say anything to him? You don't have to, or you can. Oh, try not to use rape in a joke. It turns everyone off, (laughs) but, yeah, I saw him being kind with saying sexual assault. Try not to be like,
3: I raped a bitch.
1: All right, let's see who's next on the list. I'm gonna look up the list cuz I'm so professional today oh it was Denise Lee but she's not here yet so it is Jared so put your hands together everybody for Jared Senna
3: In state of
1: how
0: are we doing white people and Newman uh, give it up for Pam everybody I don't know about you guys but I'm all for Pam turning into a negative mean comic can you imagine joke workshop, uh, and the feedback she give? You fucking suck! And then like, when a 27-year-old male comic comes in, he aggressively hits on him. I don't know, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to riff on stuff, um. I like, uh, I like being a stand- Uh, I, I do stand-up comedy not to be, uh, rich and famous. Uh, I do it so that I can have something to say on my Tinder bio. Uh, saying that, uh, you're a stand-up comic sounds a lot better than saying you're five-foot-two and worked at a Pete's Coffee. Uh, uh, I'm from San Diego. Um, I don't know if you guys know what it's like to live in San Diego, but it's hot as balls all the time. Uh, I'm actually white. Uh, I've just been barbecued Filipino. Uh, thank you, lady. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, um, um, when I get nervous on, uh, to calm my nerves before I go on stage, I like to record myself, that way, like, I can tell myself, regardless of how I do, I have a photo I can post on Instagram, so as long as I post that, no one has to know I bombed, I have the pic of me with a microphone, so it doesn't really even matter, oh, she's, uh, Oh, thank you. Thank you, lady. Yeah. Give it up for her. (laughs) Just a random applause break. Um, okay. Um, I love being in San Francisco. I love the Bay Area. Uh, Very special place in my heart because this is actually the place where I lost my virginity. Uh, thank you, Newman that's the person I lost it to (laughs) I was young when uh, I was young I was 23 when I lost it uh, which is the age that I am now currently I didn't lose it late cuz I was scared to talk to women I was just scared to show my naked body to women you know like no one needs to know how big my nipples are luckily the person I did it with uh, was very understanding and didn't judge me for what my body looked like she just sat me down she was like baby I don't care how big your nipples are as long as I get the hundred dollars you promised to Venmo me. I actually posted that joke online. It's doing very well. Uh, just, it just uh, crossed 10k likes. I got a comment today, however, um, from some guy in Ohio. He commented four yawning emojis. Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, it was fucked up. I was going to just let that go, but then 2 minutes later, I saw that his mom actually liked that same that same Instagram reel. I could not let that information go. I had to I'm petty, so I wanted to use it against him. So I replied back, "If my joke is so boring, why does Christy find it funny then?" He replies back to me, "Of course my mom thinks it's funny." She was the woman in that story. Thank you, Art. Alright. What else do I got here? I didn't prepare anything else. I don't write. I don't. I just go up on stage and I just say things. This? Oh, this is just a prop. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, this says uh, pretend to look at notebook and and uh, toss it to the side to look like you're going impromptu, you know? Let's see. All right. Let's see. Oh, uh... Crowd, <laughs> crowd work. All right. I got a crowd work bit. How do we feel about eating ass, everybody? Well, obviously, don't do it with strangers. That's a booty hole, man. Yeah. I have to... I don't know about you guys, but I have to... I have to know the booty hole before I go. I have to know that person. Uh Uh-huh. Like... I just... Huh? Does it stink? Yeah. Yeah. Do they... This is an awkward turn. Why did you convince me to do crowd work? What the fuck? Give give it up. (laughs) I'm not good at comedy, guys. Give it up for Pam.
1: Jared Senna and his imaginary notebook. There's a, there's a, oh, you get a microphone if you want to give him a comment. There's a microphone up at the front and you can give him a comment. Go to the microphone at the front or in the room. Right somewhere. here, baby. There's the microphone.
10: Uh, I wrote down a tag for you. Uh, earlier there was a girl talking to you. She goes, I don't care how big your nipples are. And then he said something else. I think you should say, I don't care how big your nipples are as long as they're bigger than your penis. And then you should like, I don't know, that was just a little tag. I came up, with. it's awkward really stepping up to the mic to give him that shitty tag, isn't it? And <laughs> <I> wasn't <laughs> expecting to have to do that. Oh,
0: really. <laughs> it's okay. Dan's here. So it probably won't be the first. I'll be the only one. Hey, what's
7: up? So the tag to his tag (laughs) could be that she was still disappointed because your nipples are bigger than your penis. (laughs) 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 So that was one. And then the second, the one that I actually thought of before I took the microphone was uh, the guy from Ohio, you could say, bro, you live in Ohio. And then that gives you five yawning emojis if you want to continue on the theme of being petty because... Living in Ohio must be boring too.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: I forgot when you did the punchline, I forgot what you were talking about at the beginning anyway. Oh, so I don't know. Maybe get there fat. Cause I, and then, cause also I'm old and I'm like, what's the fuck's an Instagram story? But, um, I don't even remember what was the content of the thing that he was yawning at. And then you were talking about his mom and I got lost. And then there was a punchline at the end and I was like, what was in the real?
0: Yeah. It was the it was a virginity joke. That I just oh. said 10 seconds prior. Oh, on.
1: okay. But no, it was, it, I'd already forgotten a bit completely about it by the time you got to the punchline, so I'd mention it again somehow. Okay. Did that punchline
0: work with which, the story? Which one? Uh, that, like, oh, yeah, she was the woman in it. The vir- And then I was referring back. It was a callback to my virginity joke.
3: Yeah.
1: It just, it, I didn't, I couldn't remember the virginity joke. So when I you got to the, the end,
11: the path could be clearer. Uh, but what I was going to say is you could say eating booty is, al- is also a funny thing yeah. instead of ass. you know.
0: Booty. That's a funnier word. Yeah.
1: yeah.
11: I just like.
0: Hey, Denise.
1: Instead of stinky butts, maybe people who eat a certain food or something. Okay. Because then it comes like something that comes out diarrhea every time. I don't know. Okay. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Everybody, give it up for Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just providing the space. Um, you, uh, Denise, you can take a break. You got a little late, so just wave at me when you want to go up. But Connor didn't make it in time either, so it looks like moving down the list, we have, put your hands together everybody, for Art, I'm not gonna try to pronounce, G, Archie, yay!
12: What's up, Ass Eaters? Um, guys, I think San Francisco's weird, because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than as a Joe Rogan fan. But I'm left-leaning, I've always been, but I kinda don't want to anymore. I feel like it'd be better if I was more like, right down the middle. I'm not talking about politics, just switch the way my dick curves. Um, you guys know how they have designated parking spots for handicapped people? Did you know they got designated parking spots for assholes? They're called Tesla chargers. Confession time, I'm an asshole. Um, so I have a Tesla and I've had it for a while. Um, and it's weird how the perception changed. Cause when I first got it, people are like, art, that's great. You must really want to save the environment. But now people are like, art, you're an asshole. You must really want to suck Elon's dick. I just don't get why people assume that those two things are mutually exclusive. Like maybe I want to suck his dick and save the environment, you know? Oh, thank you. Thank you for sucking dick. Um, guys, I'm Armenian. And being Armenian is tough. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> being Armenian is tough because a lot of fucked up shit happened to us, right? We got real dark history. Like in 1915, Turkey carried out a genocide against Armenians, killing 1.5 million Armenians trying to wipe us off the face of the earth. But the worst thing, the worst thing that's happened to Armenians is Kim Kardashian. You know? I used to date this girl that used to love watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And every time I saw the show on, I kinda wish that the Turks just killed us all. Um a little dark. But we do have a fucked up history, but we survived. And it's hard to explain how we survived. It's hard to explain how Armenia is still a beautiful independent country. Kinda like how it's hard to explain why Kim is famous. It's a miracle. Coincidentally, Miracle is also the name of Ray J's dick he sucked his dick she got famous um guys i went on a date with this girl and she showed up wearing a shirt that said my body my choice in like real big letters and i agree with that statement but they tell you not to talk about politics on the first date but she showed up looking like a picket sign and she was also like real top heavy with skinny legs so i feel like i could just pick her up and go to a pro choice rally We sit down to eat and she starts talking my ear off about why my body, my choice, such a powerful statement. She gives example of like Roe versus Wade. Women should have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies. And she goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on on about my body, my choice. At that point, I'm just wondering how come her body chose to be so disproportionate. Um, but I tried to change the subject and ask her if she has any siblings and she tells me that she used to have a brother, but he committed suicide. Yeah. And I was just wondering, is it because he had to listen to her talk all the time? Because I kind of want to kill myself right now. A little dark. Um, But I felt bad for her because she was telling me that she's in therapy because she keeps battling with these thoughts that she could have stopped it, she could have prevented it. And I told her, no, no, don't say that, you know. It's his body, his choice. Thank you, Pam. (laughs) But I don't get why she felt the need to like lecture me because i told you like i told you guys i agreed with the statement and i never like disagreed with her do you guys think it's because i came out to her as a joe rogan fan all right thank you guys
1: oh stay up there sweet you still get to you get to respond
0: so if you're gonna go so uh, i think uh, I don't think Joe Rog being a Joe Rogan fan is a punchline. I think that's more so a premise. So, what what I would do then is try to find a punchline like something controversial about
12: Joe Rogan. That's a lot of know. things. Uh, you voted for- did I mean. he run? I didn't know. I would have voted.
1: Ah you really are a Joe Rogan fan. That's yeah, a, there we go. That's why, the, that's why the, the, the little bit of misogyny just sort of creeps through your set so beautifully. Just
13: a little bit. It, w- it was a Rogan wrote in.
12: In Rodin.
1: Rogan <laughs> Your puns yeah. are so clever. Uh, go ahead, Jared. I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to talk about misogyny for a second.
0: Yeah, also, yeah, <laughs> your punchline. <laughs> you, could, you could also make it... Kind of, kind of, ty- ty- yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, I don't know, kind of like a dark, mis- kind of misogynistic, but not enough to turn off the audience. Type punchline. The, I think the, that'll work. The, yeah,
1: the, the my body, my choice on, on him, on the suicide. That's funny, but you have to get to it faster, and it's hard because it's and it's only four minutes. So I understand, but if you're gonna body shame, which I don't have a problem with, I am total sizest, and I'm afraid of fat people, and I'll admit it. <laughs> But, sorry, um, but then you have to, it's because I have an eating disorder. So the thing is you have to punch down on yourself first. Like you can't, it's hard because you're going to, every woman, like when I've, I laughed and you like, but thanks Pam and I was laughing because I was like, wow, he's really going deep on the body shaming. Good luck, bro. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but you just, but the funny part of the joke is that the My Body, My Choice and about the Roe v. Wade stuff and not about the way she looks, but about the way she thinks and then Joe Rogan makes you think in a different way, which is different than that. So I'd go with the thinking and I'd dump out the body shame stuff because unless you have a joke first about like, and I'm bald or whatever. I am.
12: See, ah, <laughs> reveal. Uh,
1: but that's just my two cents.
12: I like that, thank you. Uh-huh.
1: Any other comments? Slap your hands in a wild slappy like yeah, motion want, for RG. <laughs> yay you're an ex-comedian keep your hands clapping everybody it's denise lee the
3: sky to follow, cause that's the way.
14: oh okay uh i i feel very tired right now i'm not i'm not a night owl uh i'm not a morning person either though i think i'm just not meant for life i don't know um but last night i read this cool article that really successful people wake up before sunrise and give themselves morning pep talks so i woke up before sunrise this morning bye jared right before my punchline cool (laughs) every everyone's heard this said it's fine (laughs) it's all right live your life um yeah (laughs) So I woke up before sunrise this morning and I was just like, Denise, you don't need to be successful. God damn, I can't speak today. All right. um, Okay, so in college, I majored in something called sociology, which was really cool. It prepared me super well for unemployment after graduation. Uh, when I graduated, my parents—oh uh, no, 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 no! When I graduated, my parents got mad because I wanted to work for a nonprofit, and we got into this argument. And I was like, "Have you guys even like donated to a nonprofit before?" And my dad was just like, "Yeah, you are the nonprofit that we donated to." It was like, we've made zero profit from you. It is so great when just like my best punchlines get zero laughs. I'm like, all this bodes well for my week. (laughs) I was like, why are you being so negative? And they're like, because we've made like negative ROI from you. Um, Anyway, okay. So we'll just like, you know what? Let's just scrap that. Let's scrap the jokes I've done before. And let's just like talk. You know, that always goes well, right, just taking the white male approach. (laughs) Uh, So, true story, a bunch of people from my company got laid off last week, so um, 1,250 people got laid off, and they think there's a second wave coming, and I think my time is coming soon, and it's so crazy because I'm talking to all these coworkers who got laid off, and they're like, oh, my God, like, we don't even know if we're going to be able to afford groceries, And on one hand, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going to be able to afford groceries either. But then on the other hand, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to lose so much weight from not being able to afford groceries. It's pretty fucking sick. (laughs) I I, I don't know. I'm like, what? Everyone's going to be like, oh my god, you look amazing. What diet are you on? I'm like, unemployment. (laughs) Poverty is nice. It's real nice. Um. Okay, so I've done this one before, but I still really like it. Um, I mean like so I, I, I feel like I growing up I struggled a lot with like my sexuality. Like for most of my childhood, I thought I was a lesbian, but it turns out I just wanted friends, you know, which is like a wild concept to 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 think that you want to see a vagina, but you really just want like companionship, you know. It was it was wild. I watched lesbian porn for the first time when I was like fourteen and i loved it up until the porn started happening up until that point they were just sitting by a pool talking about life and i was like oh i relate this is nice this is pleasurable (laughs) they were like talking about like you know people who have wronged them and i was like i would like someone to talk about that with too all right thank you so much Listen, everybody. All right,
1: Are you running off? Have a good show at the Condor. Are you going to the Condor? Oh, Copper Spoon. They do shows on Monday. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Is it a book show or is it an open mic? Oh, they have an open mic. Oh, it's supposed to be a secret. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, I'm so. Well, no, they don't. Are- there are there are no listeners, sweetie. <laughs> uh huh. I didn't know they, uh, there's a secret open mic. Cool. Uh, you're And now I know. Good. I, w- I don't want to go to the secret open mic that I didn't know about because that means people didn't want me to go. Otherwise, they would have told me. Fuck that. I don't want to go where I'm not wanted. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's, oh, God, I'm so blind and he's new. And his last name's so cool. It's Wolfgang. Raphael Wolfgang.
6: Yay. When tried to keep you happy,
10: How's it going, everybody? Trying... Thank you. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Good is not the response I was looking for. (laughs) I'm not trying to have a... Come on, guys, give me a little... We're on the air, come on, you're embarrassing me in front of the city of San Francisco. What was that? What? All right, I'm just just getting in here. All right. (laughs) Fuck you guys, god damn, that sucked. That was a shitty intro. That was, I've gotten really good at the intro recoveries, too, recently. That was the first time you guys stumped the, oh, come on, guys, give it up for me. And you guys are like, no, no, <laughs> I'm doing okay right now. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I forgot to start recording. Whatever. I'm glad I missed that first part. So uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys a little story about my childhood. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked the word pop. You know, the word pop was a lot of fun. Right, like uh, like popcorn is is way more fun than corn, right? You know, and a popsicle is way cooler than a sickle, you know, and a pop is way better than no dad, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. The pop is like way better than just no pop, than just nothing there. You know what I mean? No, I'm kidding, guys. I did. I, it's true though. I didn't have a dad growing up. I had a single mom though. Give it up for single moms. Fuck yeah! Now we can. Now we got. Now I got your attention. <laughs> No, it's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I had a single mom growing up. She was really dope. My mom was a small business owner, which was really cool. But it would have been a lot cooler if it was a mom and a pop shop. Yeah, uh, I see. Just rolls off the tongue better than just you know, failing small business. You know, <laughs> it ro- sounds a lot better, doesn't it? Mom and pop shop it sounds a lot better than a failing kebab business. Why do we even have a kebab business, mom? Um, so uh, I'm a white guy, right? So I have a, I have, I have a male. Oh, yeah, we're going there. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't worry. This joke this joke rounds out nicely, I promise. So I have male privilege. But, uh, so, uh, but, you know, it's not always obvious what those privileges are. You know, you have to learn what your privileges are as you grow up, as you get older. The other day I had this conversation with this woman. She told me what male privilege was. She goes, do you know what male privilege is? Male privilege is when, when, is when a couple is trying to have a child and the woman gets pregnant. The man has a nine-month head start to abandon the kid first that's male privilege and look I was I was pretty offended I was like hey fucking take it easy mom you're really cutting deep here Jesus Christ why would you say that to me yeah my mom can be a real bitch sometimes and look I don't like calling women bitches but she crossed the line there you know that's that's all yeah okay (laughs) so you know they say the apple doesn't fall fall far from the tree but uh, sometimes the apple falls and the tree abandons you and moves to Thailand. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> that was a little rough. You know, a lot of those, those, uh, I, I'm torn on these because a lot of these are self-deprecating humor, but I also do get a lot of people going like, Jesus Christ, that's sad. <laughs> so, um, uh, my brother is a uh, woodworker. Uh, that's what he, he calls himself a woodworker. We just call him a cocksucker. Ah, uh, see a little wordplay there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have a small dick. Anyone else have a small dick? <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? No. What was that?
1: Clits are tiny dicks.
10: Clits are tiny dicks. You hear that, San Francisco? Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you No, know, it's it's small. Well, you know, I need a Viagra to look flaccid. You know what I mean? It's not good. Yeah. I, know. I, I had a girlfriend a little while ago. Uh, she broke up with me and said, uh, it's not you, it's me. My pussy is too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great timing on that one. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, you know. Dating has been really tough. Uh, I sent a girl a dick pic the other day and I got arrested for child pornography. Bad guys. Not good. Not good. I know. I tried to tell the judge. I was like, hey, that's my dick in the picture. He said, you're going to juvie. Got to be 18 to take a dick pic, buddy. Get out of here, kid, little kid. Damn, those small dick jokes. Are <laughs> 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 yeah, my dick is like a baby carrot. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's like a baby carrot. It's a, It's small. Adults kind of like it, but really it's for the kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I crossed the line there with that pedophile joke. I won't do another one. Hot sauce is a lot like a child. If you touch it with the tip of your penis, you're in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, I just doubled down. That was a bad time to double down, wasn't it? That was a bad time. That was a bad time to do that one. I don't don't quite have enough momentum to just throw out two pedophile jokes in a row. You guys are lucky I don't have a third pedophile joke. All right. (laughs) Anyway guys, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. That's my time, thank you.
3: Raphael
5: Raphael Wolfgang.
1: Oh my God, for having such a small dick, you got some big dick energy you're throwing around there with the you. pedophile jokes. That's <laughs> no, I get you. I hate my mom too, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was laughing at your joke. You just have to be like really sad to get your jokes, I think. So I, we were like simpatico today. For sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and you guys must all have healthy relationships with your parents. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for all of you.
11: Sure. Uh-huh.
10: Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that is that what got everyone to laugh? I was kind of confused there cuz I was like small dick, I have a small dick, small dick. Little kid and then I cracked up. I don't know what happened there. Uh yeah, any other
7: Yeah. Yeah,
10: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, I don't, I only have two so far, but. You're, well, at least I, you're I,
1: collecting I, pedophile jokes instead of children well, <laughs> in look, your From closet. a comedic
10: perspective, it's a challenge to get away with a pedophile. I enjoy the challenge. What? <laughs> That's a funny joke. That's a funny joke. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just roasted That's the Kardashians. a funny joke, but I don't want it because it's not a pedophile
3: joke.
10: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Okay, let's clap our hands together, everybody.
1: For right, Wolfgang. Wait, it's last day's Wolfgang. It's Raphael Wolfgang. Yay. Okay. Um, your next comedian... I remember you came to the comedy uh, workshop during the festival and it was so nice to meet you. And I'm glad that you're back. Uh, Put your hands together, everybody, for Katka I can't, I'm blind today, you guys, I'm so sorry. Katka Sabo!
15: Okay, so I've been in the US for a few years now, but um, I still can't really figure out all this talk about the privilege. Now look at me. I'm white, tall, and woman, um, and wealthy, but I'm also an immigrant woman with a fake accent. Like Jared Kushner and your cash-stealing neighbor share the same body. Wait, that is a stupid comparison, isn't that? Um, Because those to do have something in common. Thank God both of them got fired. Well, I see am wealthy, but by that I mean that I uh, can get coffee at Starbucks without keeping the cup for cash collection later. Um, Is there anyone foreign in the audience? Right, right. Uh, so anyone from Europe or from Armenia? Where are you from? Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. okay. I'm from... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I didn't expect that to get the biggest love, but thanks. What audience work going on? Um, So, I'm from Europe. I'm from Prague, Czech Republic. Prague is known for a few things. Beer, video games, and porn. It's like what every guy dreams of dying and waking up in. Prague is the world's capital of porn. And I see all your faces that you would be saying, "And there is so much porn shot in California, right? Like, forget it, Prague. But the porn in Prague, my friends, is different. California shot porn is sad. All those homecoming queens, who didn't make it in Hollywood. In Prague, there are no other movies shot. It's porn or die. Making it in porn in Prague is a plan A accomplishment. The stars are proud. Their grandmas are proud. Heck, if you make it to the top 10 most viewed list, you're going to get a statue in a civic center in your hometown. Being an immigrant is hard because from time to time you start missing the 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 sound of your mother tongue. And lucky for me, I only need to turn up red tube. By the way, I learned it's dangerous to talk about mother tongue and red tube in the same sentence. I'm still figuring out why. Anyway, red tube, it's great for when I'm just homesick too. After a while, I start seeing some familiar faces. It's my version of revenge porn. Like the other day when I saw the girl my ex-boyfriend cheated on me with. Yeah, it feels good. Or the other day, look at you, my econ 101 professor. See? Who's getting some D now? I was crying when I got my D from you. Ah, just kidding. No grudge. I was a straight A student. Thank you. That's all what I got got cassava
1: everyone hooray all the way for Prague that's very exciting I've heard it's the Paris of the not Paris all right uh you're next the Paris of Europe but the Paris is the Paris of Europe so but I know they say something about it like it's really beautiful okay so, so maybe they're shooting porn in like the castles and shit that's pretty cool I guess Uh, Your next comedian runs a great show on Wednesdays at Devil's Acre in North Beach. Put your 630. Put your hands together for Dan Britton. All right.
7: So we're going to try some new stuff today. All right. They say breaking up is hard to do. There's even a song about it. It's really not that hard to do. Getting dumped is hard. Like, especially after you invest so much in a person and you care about their well-being, for them to just be like, hey, I'm out. That's hard, right? Breaking up with somebody, much easier. Especially if you're in a toxic relationship. Like, imagine that you're dating somebody and they wake up every day and say, I keep having dreams about murdering your parents. It's like, you'd probably be okay getting out of that one. Okay, this isn't working. What am I going to do? Um, <laughs> I can either go to the next joke or I can... Think of the eighteen scenarios that you would break up with somebody that I thought of this morning. Let's. Okay. Um. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. You know what? I'm not even going to tell this joke. I'm I'm dumping my joke. <laughs> I'm I'll start your. Joke. How about this?
1: I'll start your. Dan, I'll start your time over. Here, watch this. Just, I just, it's this easy. Hold on. Hey, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Dan Britain. Oh, thank
7: you. What a crowd. What an audience. A room full of white people. Great. They say breaking up is hard to do. <laughs> I disagree. Being dumped is hard, especially when you sacrifice so much time to be with that person and invest in them. It's tough to process. They're leaving you to go get tagged teed by the Carolina Panthers defensive line. <laughs> but if you're dating someone who continually spits tobacco in your hair, breaking up with them is easy. If you're dating with somebody who's extremely obese and they can't get off unless they sit on your face, it's probably in your best interest to break up with them. If you're dating somebody who can't get off unless you fuck them from behind in the kitchen while hitting them over the head with pots and pans, (laughs) you may be better breaking up with them and avoiding the inevitable jail time. If you're dating someone... (coughs) And one day you're doing their laundry and find an article of underwear that says property of Adolf Hitler. You'd probably be well off breaking up with (laughs) him. I'm sorry. If she's always telling you I keep having dreams about murdering your mother, you'd probably be okay getting out of that relationship. This next joke is about Berkeley. I like Berkeley. It's a beautiful place. I just don't want to live there because the people are disgusting. I always... (laughs) I always think people in Berkeley are like the tofu of humans. Like you're just some bland, white, gooey shit that I don't want anywhere that I go. I'm a total naturalist, but I'm more than willing to damage the earth if it means that I can (laughs) set your Prius on fire while you watch. (laughs) City there in your fucking hemp T-shirts and your Bergen stocks. I got to learn how to write jokes. So this last summer, I went to Europe, went to go visit my family, and then I went to uh, I went to Paris, then I went to Amsterdam. When I was in Paris, I went to Victor Hugo's house. Victor Hugo, story author. He wrote Les Miserables, Hunchback of Notre Dame, a bunch of other things. And then when I went to Amsterdam, I went to Anne Frank's house, uh, Anne Frank, you could call her a one hit wonder, so to speak. A lot of people find that joke offensive. What I found most offensive is the Americans that were outside of Anne Frank's house, taking a selfie, like, Oh my God, we're at Anne Frank's house smile. Like, Oh, you guys didn't read the book, did you? This isn't a happy smiley place. This is a little girl-got-killed place. Anyway, the last thing I'll say about Amsterdam is probably the best heckling job that I've ever done was heckling some of the prostitutes in the red light district. Because whenever I was walking down the street, they all stand there in the windows and they do these weird shows where like, they point at you and they're like, you, come here. There's a person walking down the street with a dog right now. <laughs> you, come here. And then they'll like, touch their tits and they'll be like this. And then I didn't know what to do so what I started doing was like doing the same thing so I would just walk past the windows and go like uh and all of the prostitutes were like uh <laughs> you know what it takes to make a prostitute in Amsterdam go like fuck man Jesus anyway oh learn how to write jokes I'll see you
11: guys later
1: Keep your hands clapping for Dan Britain, I don't know if that was a set or your suicide note, dude. That was I was laughing so hard because you were reading. I was I was very funny. I'm like, is he doing a character? What is happening right now? But still, I'm I'm laughing. So that's good. That's I'm, you got one person tonight, and that was me, and that was great. I was I'm crying right now because I was laughing so hard. Uh, your next, I kind of at you, but I'm sorry. I'm so mean right now. I'm sorry. I'm never like this. I'm going through a nervous breakdown. Your next comedian, very funny and so sweet and wonderful. Put your hands together for Sam West!
16: Yay! No, I was. You alright <laughs> you All right, y'all. <laughs> I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore without messing them up. Like today I messed up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. I got so high, had my headphones turned up so loud. I didn't realize that vacuum cleaner was off the entire time. Like, oh, fuck, man. Just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. My father was a single father. He was always there for me. Like, I remember one night, I caught the monster under my bed masturbating. I did what any terrified child would do. I called out for my dad in terror. Daddy, daddy. And he came so fast. Sometimes I sit at home and wonder deep questions like, are carrots and pumpkins jealous that oranges won the color? I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you guys not good with the ladies. I'm not into things without strings attached. I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. I had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. I liked him, but he kept saying excessively kinky shit. Like,
8: I'm a real boy. Right.
16: I'm gonna try. I'm gonna hop around here try a few. I'm losing my eyesight. I think it's because I stare at screens all day at work. Which is weird, because I do construction, I don't even work on a computer. And that's how I know my porn addiction is getting out of control again. (laughs) Context is important. Like if I tell you a story, but I start with the end, it doesn't make sense. Or it might make sense, but you don't get the whole thing. Like, Like today on the way here, I went into a grocery store and said, hey man, can I get a job application? sounds normal but before that what you don't know is I went up to the different employee at the same store and said hey man can I use the bathroom he said no man employees only I have a horrible compulsion to sort and organize everything I see my girlfriend says I should go to the doctors and get checked out for OCD which drives me fucking crazy because it's not an alphabetical order uh, I'm from Vermont Very white state, statistically the whitest. Darkest thing to come out of Vermont is grade A maple syrup. I catch myself being ignorant sometimes. I'm trying to learn, you know, keep with it. My girlfriend's progressive. She teaches me a lot, some of the new acronyms and whatnot. I felt stupid the other day. Some guy said, hey, man, do you like Tupac? I said, Tupac, I love them. They're my favorite. He said, hey, dude, Tupac's a rapper. You know that, right? I felt so stupid because I thought he was talking about Transgender, Ukrainian, people of color. I'll leave you all with this. One last silly, silly, wheelie joke. My mother tried to commit suicide when she was younger. She got real drunk, started driving her car, speeding around, crashed into a tree, walked away unharmed, and about a week later, found out she was pregnant with the beautiful baby boy that stands in front of you today. Which makes me wonder, had she known she was pregnant, would she have still have had those drinks before the attempt? All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> Keep your hands clapping First Sam West, yay!
1: Yeah, comments. Do go ahead, do comments. Go run up there. Run up to the microphone. I love that you're so silly. I love the silliness.
10: I like the last joke a lot. That was really funny. I also wrote down, uh, "Come on, Pinocchio, let's turn those strings to ropes," or something oh. like that. <laughs> so I don't know. You kept talking about strings. I thought for sure you were going to make a rope joke somewhere. Yeah,
1: in there. SM, was definitely some, something some, in there. yeah, some SM joke. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tie me up, tie me down. Uh,
11: yeah, I was just going to say you can go n- more hardcore into the Pinocchio joke. I feel like you kind of glance over, like you're afraid to do more tags on it, but he could say just a like ex- you're just saying excessively kinky shit like you could have a couple examples of excessively and like he mentioned yeah shibari would be a great puppet rope sex joke
3: oh he thought that he got a
1: good good work sam on the thinking uh but you already talk about your dad coming. So yeah. Is that before or after, is that before or after the Pinocchio joke that you talk about your dad coming underneath your bed? It's before. Okay. Is that, if, anyways, uh, everybody clap for Sam. Yay. yay, 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 yay. You're next comedian. We have a couple left. Um, thanks for everybody staying. It's really kind and wonderful and supportive when you stay and laugh at each other's jokes and stuff and pay attention. It's, because then people won't go uh, write that suicide note uh you're next <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh
1: your next comedian put your hands together for Nick holkey
17: thank you what's up gang um got the first thing I was gonna say hang on oh DMT that's all I want to talk about say <laughs> that that actually that actually wasn't a joke, but that worked out pretty well. Is everyone familiar with what DMT is? Okay, yeah. It's a drug your brain releases when you die. And now people do it like for fun. And I don't know, like I have a friend who has a DMT vape pen. And that just seems like too casual a way to talk to God, you know? I feel like you need more steps. Like he used to have to see a shaman Do a dance. Now you just need a nicotine addiction and a friend who went to Burning Man who doesn't label their stuff. You're about to spend your smoke break having a one-on-one with the Lord. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um. You guys remember Chat Roulette, (laughs) everyone? No one needs a yeah refresher course on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, so in my teens, there was a time when I went on chat roulette a decent amount, and it's not what you think, but it's also not not what you think. So to get. In my teens, so I was like terrified of girls but obsessed with them, and I was sort of in this weird, like self inflicted sexual purgatory where I just didn't talk to girls. I came back from a party, shit faced. I was like, I want to see what this what chat roulette's all about, and uh, I'm going on it, and it's just dick, 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 cute naked girl, cute, what that, and she was she was real, and she waved. And I waved, and she's like, do you wanna see me come?" Yes, <laughs> yes. And then she masturbated. And then I didn't wanna be rude, so I joined. And for a sexually starved 16 year old, that was the fucking, I had a new hobby, that was it. That was the greatest day of my life up to that point. I would get shit, anytime I got drunk, I would come home, fire up chat roulette, What I didn't know is that first time I had like, that was like a lucky break. Normally, it could take like an hour and a half of just taking dicks to the face until I finally found who I was after. It was like, have you ever tried to catch like a really rare Pokemon, and every step you take, it's just Zubats over and over again? Like that, except the Zubats were dicks. I think Zubats are worse, honestly. Dicks don't have supersonic. That's a, that's a deep Pokemon cut. How to say you had your sexual awakening on chat roulette without saying it, using a Pokemon metaphor to try and explain it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That went, yeah, about how I thought it would go. That's kind of all I wanted to say. Uh, thanks, everybody.
1: Nick Hokey, everyone. Off to go catch them all.
17: I, I, I will take a note. Is that like chat if that chat roulette story actually could be funny? Or is it like weird?
1: I thought, okay. I thought the chat roulette was char. I thought that was charming, like your first naked girl. And that's. I think that's like cute and kind of innocent and fun but like i i mean i'm like pokemon what the fuck is he talking about so (laughs) but that's just i'm an old lady so i'm not part of your i mean i'm not the audience i'd just be like ugh pokemon
17: okay yeah but will enough people i feel like that's kind of specific are there enough people did only he understand Zubat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and fair. If you
1: Maybe if you have a tag, too, that you were 14 or 15, or how old were you saying you were?
17: Uh, 16. Six, so, uh, but see,
1: because then you're still kind of too old for Pokemon. No, but because mm, the innocence of... No such thing, Pam. Right? Yeah, <laughs>
17: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: But, like, if yeah. you were 14, if you were saying in this, if, if, if in this story you were 14, And you leave out the getting drunk part and you just make it about the innocence of like your sexual awakening and that you're just like, and I found, you know, and take out the drunk part and then and then it's the innocence part in that you're 14 and then that Pokemon thing makes sense. Because I can be like, that's so sweet. He's like 14 in the Pokemon joke. Oh, but when you're 16, it's like, uh,
17: that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: Okay. Mm Mm-hmm.
17: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty specific to Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. fair, fair, fair.
1: Yeah, it's just, just find your Pokemon audience. You
17: can... Okay, cool. Thank you.
1: Clap your hands together, buddy, for Nick Hokey. Yay! No comedians left. Your next comedian, super funny. Has, a, like, always just dressed to the nines. Put your hands together for Colin Braun!
3: Yay
13: Thank you. Um, you know, I don't usually get into the Christmas spirit but um, I will this year Um, every year I have a little tradition I do that I don't do with anyone else because I don't have anyone else Um, and I make wreaths I like making wreaths I give I give out wreaths to my friends and and, and loved ones Um, because really I think a wreath is the most beautiful way to deal with yard waste but um, I my favorite thing about Christmas though is something I get to do between Thanksgiving and Christmas I've been doing comedy for four years, and every year it gets a little bit more intricate. And I hope that you'll enjoy a Christmas song. Just hear those homeless beggling pan handling to. Come on, it's lovely weather to ignore them together with you. Oh, they may scream and holler and beg for a dollar or two. But I've got lots for sparing, but I ain't sharing with you. Get on up, get on up, get on up, let's go, you stinking hobo. That rifle on the wall is not for show. Get on out, get on out, get on out, can't stand that dick on your hand. Get off of my stoop, because it's not your poop, encrusted crackhead land. Uh, fuck, I had this part. Sorry. Damn it, there's a whole thing about... Um, buh, 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 buh. There's lots of beds and shelters and resources with the city. But I work too damn hard, and my taxes are my charity. There it is. Oh, hear those homeless beggling, a panhand handling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather to ignore them together with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's funny um, because they are currently very cold. And I spend all of my time inside of structures insisting that we turn the heat down. Um, Because, damn it, I look really good in this jacket, but it's fine. It's fine. You might wonder, Colin, why are you so hostile to the homeless? Well, because they're pretty fucking hostile to me. Um, A few weeks ago, a homeless man on the bus called me a filthy faggot which seemed rude and very uncalled for. How can you think that you're better than me when you're on the same bus? But ultimately, um, the joke was on him because later, and I promise you, this is a true story. The joke was on him because later, that very same evening, I slept indoors. Now who's filthy? Bagot. Um... (laughs) I have, uh, I have gotten flack, I've gotten flack recently because I've written a lot of jokes about killing homeless people. Um, but I've also written a lot of jokes about killing myself. And I'm still here, keeping my neighbors awake with my screams of terror in the night. Uh, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about my mental health. I don't want to get into it. Um, <clears throat> which leads into another song about where my comedy comes from. You'd better not ask. You'd better not pry. think of the past will just make me cry. I was molested by a clown. There were no balloons, but there was a cream pie. He said if I talked, he'd tell him I lied. I was molested by a clown. I still see him so clearly. His nose was like a grape. His lawyers were so goddamn good. Legally, I was not raped. Hey, you better not ask. You better not pry. Because to think of the past would just make me cry. I was molested by a clown. Everybody sing. I was molested by a clown. And now yay. I'm on a stage making people laugh with a horn. The cycle of clowning continues. Yay! Thank Colin you, Braun. good night.
3: Yay
1: Colin Braun, yay. Props and wonderment, yay. Wow, that was a lot of Christmas spirit. I don't know, um, that was great. Do you, do you do that every year? You make like a little sketch, a little sketch. I, lo- I mean, I loved it, I loved that song. It's fantastic. Uh, I love you're inspiring. You're inspiring. Your next comedian, everybody, put your hands together for Sophia Garrow. Hi guys.
18: Um. On my way over here, a guy told me that I looked like if Rose the Riveter didn't give a fuck about the war effort. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can do it, but why bother? <laughs> no. uh, my gynecologist follows me on Instagram. Is that normal? <laughs> so whatever she saw down there made her think, I got to know what this woman's personal life is like. She actually DM'd me yesterday and was like, girl, I was like, "Yes, doctor." He was like, "Today, I had to lift someone's fupa out of the way to be able to get in there." I was like, "I don't know a lot about HIPAA, <laughs> unless you're telling me this is a service you provide, in which case there's no way my insurance can afford that." Please stop messaging me. Is this not relatable for all the gentlemen in the room. <laughs> Your guy knows don't message you. You're lost. Um, my mom is Arab, but I know that I'm a white woman because of how I marvel at string lights. You could put string lights on a dumpster, and I'd be like, "How do I make reservations?" I feel like, I feel like men who are tall are a lot like restaurants that have string lights. You know, like I'm always have to ask myself, "Is this a nice place, or does it just have string lights to distract me from what's really going on?" What's really happening here? You know, like you see a restaurant across the street and you're like, oh my God, it's so charming. Look how nice. And then you get in there and you're like, how many people have put this fork in their mouth? <laughs> it doesn't even taste good, but I feel rude not to swallow. <laughs> Don't insult the chef. Um, I, okay, here's a story for you to hate. I went to Peru when I was in high school, for a high school trip. And when I was there, I got typhoid fever. And I think of typhoid fever the same way I think about my grandma. Like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> what are you doing here? You're ruining my time with my friends? But when I came home, they had to keep testing me for typhoid, and the way they test is they test your poop. So every week I had to poop into a Tupperware, not, not just like a, like a regular Tupperware, not like a medical one, and then deliver it to the hospital like a fucked-up DoorDash And then one week my dad offered to deliver it for me. So I hand him the goods. He goes on his merry way. Uh, he, take, he gets to the parking lot, takes one step out of the car, drops the Tupperware, it bursts open on impact, and scatters my poop across the parking lot like he was fertilizing the asphalt. And then he takes the lid and just scoops it back in, stick stones, and all. And then hands it over with no explanation. They call me the next day like, ma'am, typhoid is the least of your concerns. You are shitting rocks. Um, I, I went home for Thanksgiving. I live in New York. And on the flight back here, these two guys got into a fist fight on the flight. Thank you. And um, they were really going at it. There was a younger guy and an older guy. The younger guy was like really wailing on this guy. He was getting pummeled. And no one was doing anything about it. No one reacted. I was like, oh my god, somebody <laughs> yell world star. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, OK, I'm going to end on one last thing that hopefully you like, because these are all killing. Um, OK, uh, have you guys heard that um, your dentist can tell if you've given a blow job? No? No one's heard that? Okay, well I recently found out that your dentist can tell if you've given a blowjob by how well you're blowing them. <laughs> my dentist was like, you have not done this before. <laughs> like, okay, you're the one that said you like teeth. <laughs> Is that my fault? All right, thank you guys.
1: <laughs> Yay, couple your hands together for Sophia Barrow. Yay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We have a couple comics left. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Devine! Yay! Hey, <laughs>
11: I know you'll all be wondering why I did this when you find this. Just know that I loved you. Oh, shit, wrong. Uh, You guys think you're having it rough. I found out that Pam's afraid of me because I'm a fat person. (laughs) Fucking, it's been a fun day. Like I'm afraid of my fat. I didn't know everyone else was afraid of it. It's gonna kill me, not you guys. <laughs> like don't worry about it. Um, I yeah, I don't know if you can tell f- over the radio how fat I am. Um, it's okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fine. Uh, you know, I they're like, oh, just spell it P-H-A-T. you're fat, but with a P-H. Oh great, the only way to make fat. A larger word is a fatter word than the original. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, I am a little overweight, you know, but people are judgmental. Um, I'm like, I'm what I would like to call a survive a long winter American. Uh, because, you know, I've been putting on pounds. People are like, oh, no, I got to work on my beach body. In a nuclear winter, the beaches go first. You can't go, you got to work on your bunker body, you know? That's how it works. You know, you were doing leg day, and I was doing chicken leg day. And you were doing Pilates, and I was eating pie a And And Pam has an eating disorder, but when I go to a restaurant, you know, I'm eating disorder. I I, oh, I ordered it and goddamn, I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, people oh, just take 10,000 steps a day if you don't want to be fat. So I take 11,000 plus steps a day. And I realized that uh, people in Narcotics Anonymous really need to work on their endurance. <laughs> Ooh, you can't do t- can't 12, can't even do 12 steps and you're doing heroin again. I did 13,000 steps. I could have quit heroin so many times today. Uh, oh, just watch what you eat. Oh, I don't know what you eyes closed eating the dark motherfuckers do. That's how I eat everything. I watch it and then I eat it. I can't do... <laughs> Wow, the bowl of soup. You see how dangerous that is? You burn your fingies. Uh, so, when people try, when you're fat and you have friends, they try to defend you when other people call you fat. They're like, he's not fat. He's just big boned. He's not fat. He's just big boned. In case there's people that are far away and they need to know. Uh, and that's actually the worst thing you can say about a fat person because that means that none of this can get any better, just a fucked up skeleton, I got big bones, 0% body fat, 100% a medical mystery and a problem, Uh, I can't go on keto, I need a bone saw and four and a half months off work, Uh, Denise isn't here anymore, uh, but I am a testament that her unemployment diet does not work, (laughs) you just stay fat and poor. (laughs) both uh i'm gonna die someday it's probably not from being fat though people are like oh cigarettes will kill you cigarettes are gonna be what gets you (laughs) uh, oh uh, uh, yeah probably but you know what else could kill me fucking anyone or anything for any reason at any time i don't know you people not really One of you could be like, oh, today's the day my father was murdered 25 years ago by a dick joke. I swear, the first dick joke I hear, did he just say the wiener takes it all? Oh, Oh, man, that really makes me want to go into a bank and be like, this is a robbery. Bang 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 bam! We were doing a thing and you fell apart on me! You fell up ab- Okay.
17: about midnight.